It's me, the Reverend Jacob Smith, and I want to welcome you to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified to the city of New York and all the world. We are currently in our season of stewardship, and if these podcasts have meant anything to you, we'd encourage you to make a one-time or reoccurring gift to the parish. You can support us by visiting calstg.org backslash give. Thank you for your generosity. This is week two of our stewardship season entitled Now is the Time. And what I want to talk about this morning is um, we're going to take a look at the gospel reading and I want to talk about discipleship. And really, stewardship on a profound level is, a, is an offshoot. It's a response to discipleship. But in many places, discipleship is taught as a form of Christian improvement, where the primary focus is all about what you're doing for God, you know? Making God the passive agent in the relationship, and you as the primary figure in your discipleship. At Calvary St. George's, though, we believe... Now is the time to flip those narratives and get back to real Christianity. What I want to talk about today is one, what does discipleship actually look like? Two, who is the primary agent in Christian discipleship? And then the third thing I'm going to talk about is how does this work itself out here at Calvary St. George's in our community in regards to stewardship? So, if you will, open up our gospel reading, and our gospel reading kind of takes place along a busy road between Jericho and Jerusalem. And in Jesus' day, it would have been filled with priests and pilgrims and pedestrians. It also makes its way up through these wadis, and so there's a lot of shadows. And it would have been filled with uh, thieves and beggars as well. And on the side of the road on that particular day, there was a blind man named Bartimaeus, we're told about. I know a number of guys in the city who panhandle, and uh, they, they typically catch me like right when I have my collar on and I'm leaving the ATM, and they're like, hey, Father, do you got any money? And I'm like, shoot, here's 20 bucks, you know what I mean? And so, uh, but uh, that always happens, and I'm like, uh, from the heart, the Lord loves a cheerful giver. But anyway, um, uh, so they all have their spots, and I've got a good friend, his name's Pizza Tony, and he has what's called his prime location. And the road from Jericho to Jerusalem was a prime location for a beggar. And St. Mark tells us that Bartimaeus hears this great crowd coming down the road where he hears the name of Jesus. By this moment, everyone had heard of Jesus. This miracle is actually the last miracle in Mark's gospel before the crucifixion. But they all would have heard of Jesus by this moment in Mark's gospel. Jesus the healer. Jesus the exorcist. Jesus the one who raises the dead. They would have also certainly heard about his teachings. Jesus the compassionate. His reference to the fact that he is God. And they would have also heard his call to discipleship. You remember a couple of weeks ago, Jesus said, if anyone wants to be my disciple, let them take up their cross and follow me. It's interesting when you read about Christian discipleship today. It's extremely complex. 
And it seems like it's only for the holy and those people who have it together. A couple of quotes, because I was checking it out on both what do progressive and what do like conservative churches say about discipleship. And when you really look at it, they're two sides of the same coin. But on one side, Christian discipleship. A Christian disciple is one who's dedicated to Jesus and intentional in learning about him and sharing his good, the good news with others. True. Absolutely right. And then I read also, a Christian disciple is one who's concerned with justice and is a truth seeker and speaks truth to power. True, absolutely. That's a prophetic witness. That's also a disciple. But there are whole books and manuals out there on discipleship. And as I call it, the discipleship industry, it it, it can come off so daunting Because its approach from discipleship is an approach from the law, which is all demand. And then what begins to happen is that Christian discipleship is all about you. Let me tell you my experience as a minister and being a disciple uh, for over 20 years. If discipleship is first and foremost about me, And what I do for God, it fails every time. It fails every time. In regards to Christian discipleship, blind Bartimaeus is a beautiful picture for you and me. He'd never met Jesus. He'd just heard what he's done. He had heard his teaching. He had heard the word. And with simple faith and trust that Jesus of Nazareth had come to save him, he cries out. You see, when it comes to discipleship, when it comes to being a Christian disciple, what I want you to understand is that Bartimaeus' cry, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. That is actually a prayer. And that is the prayer at the very core of what it means to be a Christian disciple. And this is my first point. Blind Bartimaeus, begging at the side of this road, Luther once said, we're all beggars. And blind Bartimaeus begging at the side of this road is a perfect picture of what Christian discipleship is all about. He believed the word he had heard. And he cries out for mercy. We pray this in the old liturgy. All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own we have given thee. And if everything we have comes from God, then discipleship begins with the realization that on our own we are blind beggars in need of mercy. Discipleship ultimately offers nothing of our own to God. All things come of thee, O Lord, and of thine own we have given thee. Rather, it receives everything. My time my talent, 
My treasure is not mine. It's all gift. My family, my friends, it's all gift. Pure gift from God. And so when we begin to look at Bartimaeus, the blind beggar, we see this perfect model of Christian discipleship. And then we begin to join our voice in prayer. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. This is a profound and often misunderstood truth when it comes to Christian discipleship and what that means. Yet you see it's articulated in the verse right before our gospel reading today. You remember when they were fighting over who's going to be at his left and right? And Jesus tells them, remember, for the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and offer his life as a ransom or offer his life as a substitute for the many. Discipleship is not about us serving God, first and foremost. Christian discipleship is actually about understanding that Christ meets us as the chief servant to carry our burdens, to carry our sorrows, to carry our struggles, and then in himself give us his power in order to work through us for the sake and benefit of those around us. It's never about what are you doing for God. It's about what is God doing through me. You see, Jesus most certainly doesn't need our help. You know, up there in heaven, sitting on his throne, what am I going to do? The gospel reminds us, the gospel reminds us that he is an active and living God. And the gospel reminds us that he offers his life totally as a ransom for you. And when viewed through this lens, then, you begin to realize your call as a disciple of Jesus is a humbling thing. Because it's not about good people getting it together. It's primarily about confession. I can't be or do what I know I'm supposed to be and do. So I need grace. I need mercy. I need forgiveness. I need something way beyond this little light of mine. I need something way beyond that which is inside of me. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Have you noticed? Have you noticed that some form of this phrase just permeates our worship, permeates our liturgy? Listen for it. This is my second point. Christian discipleship, what it means to be a disciple of Jesus, it's about understanding that Christ serves you. And that we now serve others in the strength that he provides as the chief servant. It is sacrificing and suffering with the hope and the joy that he gives us as we cry out to him daily, have mercy on me. You see this? Grace and mercy, not improvement and rule keeping 
is the real path of Christian discipleship. So then what does that mean for us all here at St. George's? What does that mean for us all here as part of the parish of Calvary St. George's? Well, of course, we begin to read this. The crowd tries to silence Bartimaeus. Have mercy on me. Is that it? What would Jesus do? You know, that's not the question. The question is, what has Jesus done? So the crowd tries to silence Bartimaeus. Come on, shouldn't you be beyond that? Yet Jesus calls him, and he springs right up. And Jesus asks him, this is very important. In the Greek, it's not, what do you want? I want a lot of things. But what Jesus has come to give is what we need. And so he says, what do you need me to do for you? Well, of course, he wants to see. And Bartimaeus believes that Jesus has the power to do it. And you and I, we want to see. We want to see with the eyes of our heart, and we believe that Jesus has the power to do it. And so then what Jesus says next is sadly, poorly mistranslated here in the lectionary. Jesus does not say in the Greek, go, your faith has made you well, as if it was just about his eyesight. No. Jesus literally says to Bartimaeus, go your way. Your faith has saved you. You see, healing and salvation come as a package with Jesus. And being healed, you have been saved. And being saved, you have been healed. And salvation, you see, in Christian discipleship, that, the fact that you have been saved, and God has poured out all of these gifts upon you, this becomes the enabling word for freedom. You see, Jesus tells him, go your way. Bartimaeus was saved in that moment. He was free. He could have gone home, laid on the couch, and ate grapes. He could have just did his thing. You and I can go and do our thing. But we can't. Because something has captured us. Something is compelling us. Like a disciple, like blind Bartimaeus, our eyes, the eyes of our hope have been opened wide. And what does blind Bartimaeus do? He follows Jesus. And he follows him to Jerusalem, or in other words, he follows Jesus to the cross. And this is my third point. Christian discipleship. What we're doing here at Calvary St. George's has been touched by God's mercy. It's been touched by his grace. It's not about demand. It's about freedom. And you see, when the eyes of our hearts are wide open, 
It is never content to simply receive a few goodies from Jesus and move on. Discipleship follows Jesus up that road to Golgotha. It follows Jesus up that cross. Follows Jesus into his death and his resurrection and ultimately his glory. Because this, this is where we ultimately truly see and we find our lives. You see, we live in an age right now We all know it, especially after the pandemic and in the midst of all sorts of uncertainty where people are trying to clamp down and they're trying to get it together. They're trying to fix it. And if we disagree on how to fix it, well then you are a mortal threat to me and we need to cancel you out. Maybe that's you. At Calvary St. George's though, And you see, that is discipleship with the law because the law at the end says you deserve something. The law says, well, this is fair. And the inevitable end of fairness is actually death. What we're talking about here is grace and mercy. And at Calvary St. George's, we believe now is the time to to generously be disciples. And have Christ work through us to fund this mission. So that Christ, working through our worship and proclamation, so that Christ, working through our education, what happens is is that through us, spiritually blind eyes will be opened to the fact that in Jesus, sinners aren't canceled. They're always forgiven. And Calvary St. George's, you and I, in some sense, have been placed on the road from Jericho to Jerusalem. And we've been put on this road. We've been put on this road through the waters of baptism to this table to receive all that Jesus died and rose to give us. All of his grace, all of his mercy, and all of his love. And so now is the time to make our cry once again as Christian disciples. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And let's see where it ends. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, thanks for tuning in to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast. If these podcasts have meant anything to you, we'd encourage you to make a one-time or recurring gift to the parish head over to calsaintg.org backslash give to make a donation thank you for your generosity and support